Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter. Banana. Banana. Bananas that, foster. <laughs> that's your na- that your new check sound. Yeah, I don't see why it can't why it has to be check one two. Why not say something people want to hear about? Bananas foster. Flambe. Cherries. Jubilee. <laughs> why is that what people want to hear about? <laughs> I just don't think why like it's the professional thing. Like, can I get a mic check? You're like, check one, two, three. Why not? Oatmeal, beef, head steak. This is head steak. That I don't sounds, know. It sounds Irish. 100% it's in the, yeah. Female comic shames Irish cuisine, cuisine of our forefathers. And it's a, it's a mood. The Irish probably are my forefather. Oh, I cannot wait. Having nothing to do with Ireland. I cannot wait to tee off on my bottom of the cob. I'm so excited. You have to get through a whole episode before you could do that. I know. You folks are going to get it. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. It involves something tasty. Oh. You, you'll never get If you got it, I would kill myself because I'd be like, oh, no, Emily's omnipotent. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, we're here. We're here for the questions. And uh, you're hearing this. I'm on the road. And tickets at Eliza.com. Lots of tickets. We, we're we going. These are all the shows we're making up. These are added shows. Yeah. So when you hear this, you're just about to go to Tempe. And where's the other one? It's Tempe and something else that weekend. No, right? don't let them know how early we shoot. We film these. No, I'm when this comes out this weekend, it's today is the 16th. Well, I'm just saying, it's the 16th. <laughs> we don't talk about the, Valentine's Day. We already had it. <laughs> Okay. okay. I personally could not care less about Valentine's Day. And even when I was single, I didn't care. And like, uh, don't, don't let other people getting like dyed roses and shitty carnations make you feel bad about being single. There's plenty of other ways to feel bad about it. Can you get Sierra anything? Could she eat chocolate yet? What's her tooth situation? Yeah. Isn't that the old wives tale? Like milk until one month and then it's just solid foods and steak and Gatorade. Truffle. In trouble. Um, should have done okay. a special. We should have done a special Valentine's Day episode. Okay, I'm real sorry Every about that. Every week of this show is Valentine's Day. Everyone yeah. has a bad partner. Kind of. <laughs> I just here's the thing. Like you are, you're giving into. Look, I'm not the biggest like conspiracy theory. Like you no, know, screw the system, claw your way out of the matrix. But Valentine's Day, not unlike New Year's Eve, and I cover the topic of New Year's Eve in my new book, All Things Aside, which comes out in a very long time. But still, um, 
you're just like begging for the opportunity. You're like, can I please pay more and get less? And every like you're just if you just wait a couple weeks, you could have dinner cheaper and flowers. The idea is you should be giving your your loved one flowers all the time. Your loved ones, your that dead body flowers all the time. Steal funeral flowers. Make a holiday out of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a scam that funeral flowers have to look a certain way. Cause if you gave those to someone, they'd be like, these are funeral flowers. And that's just another way big flower is gutting you. Wildflowers are just as acceptable. Help, help me. Kick it. Brenda Serber, 74, says, I need help, you guys. My husband and I, both 47, live in Tampa, and his mother lives in Delray Beach. We have two kids, 11 and 14. My husband's mother, I'll call her Mima because she insisted the kids call her that, divorced his father when he was five, and she has lived on her own ever since. She's 75. She decides she okay. wants to move to Tampa to be closer to us, which would be more convenient for everyone. Here's the problem. She's super needy, controlling, attention-seeking, loves to play the victim, often tells stories about her health that have never been diagnosed by a doctor, always has a better way to do things. To put paint to it, she's annoying. She's a lot to handle. When she comes for the weekend, my husband and I are exhausted when it's time for her to leave. Her moving this way isn't an issue. She's harmless, but she's going to be staying with us until she can find a place to live. Why, why is this every question lately? <laughs> just, just, I don't, it's a bad economy. It's a bad housing market. Just the thought of it gives me anxiety. It's not like I can delicately say not to her, Florida. hey. There's like no taxes. Everyone, everyone's okay. All right. Hey, could you not, could you just not be annoying while you're here? She's been a heavy smoker ever since she was 14 and it shows. Jesus She's Christ. a host of medical problems. Some of them self-diagnosed. She's going to be a lot to handle. Do you guys have any advice on how I can survive the undetermined amount of time she's going to be staying with us? No, I, I don't. Why under- is it always undetermined? Why is it undetermined? Why do we keep getting questions like, I got a bitch on wheels mother-in-law. She's coming to stay and I don't know how to handle her. And my husband's just like, yeah, load up, see you, see you at our house and you never have to leave. This is like a common theme. First of all, you can limit her freedoms. Just, you can take the, a page of any oppressive regime. Start limiting her freedoms one by one. Mima, you cannot smoke in the house. Mima, you cannot smoke within a hundred feet of the house. You know, then she's got to like, Maybe, you know, is it is there a way to make the rules so oppressive that she doesn't want to stay there? Does she have to stay there? Does she truly have no money? If this woman is destitute, it's a little different. But you can always put a... Li- you should put... Here's what you do. You put a time limit on it now. That way she knows she has till X to find somewhere to stay. And always reference it. You know, just be like, yeah, well, you know, in June, we're going to take that vacation. Like, make it clear. Like, we're all expecting that June 5th, Mima's kicking rocks. Can she put the time limit on her husband to be like, hey, your mom is leaving the state. So it's whether you have to find her a place to live, whether you have to, That's, you know, it's kind of his responsibility. No, because they're married. Like it, it's your two have become one. Um, yeah, I wonder, do you have the room or... And is she maybe not as terrible as you remember? All you can control are your own actions. And honestly, we have a um, a nurse that helps out with Sierra. And the nurse came in last night and she was like, oh, I, I noticed I have a headache. And I was like, do you think you have a headache from a screaming baby? And she was like, no, I actually, she goes, I don't even notice the screaming. Like, of course she helps with the baby, but she was like, I'm so yeah. used to it. And yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Kind of like sometimes I don't notice Tianfu like losing her mind. 
Yeah. Is there a version where you just like don't notice it? Like you walk in the kitchen and she's like, oh, wow, my my self-diagnosed ALS and oh, my foot and oh, my Epstein bar. And you're just like, oh, well, you got to get that. You got to see a doctor and then just leave. Yeah. Like, don't you have people like that in your life anyway? Emily, do you have people like that in your life where you kind of just give the same responses to them? You're like, yeah, I got to get it together. Oh, sounds awful. I mean, even my husband, who I love so much, like I know that, you know, you talk to someone so much, sometimes there are answers that you give. Like if he's like, oh, something hurts, or, you know, it's like, I'm sorry. Like you are sorry, but I also like, I can't make your back not hurt, you know? Yeah. So have like a set of answers and don't give her any more energy than that. And then have Lavi and like reward her if she says something good. That's real great, Linda. Here's a cookie. But you got to just be on auto autopilot, on auto-tune. There's so much coughing for sure with this person who smoked for the last 60 years. Oh, that's the worst. The other day I was, we were eating and my husband was like, not choking, but coughing on something. Something got stuck in his throat, like just like a piece of yeah. something. There is something about people coughing, especially in the wake of COVID. But when someone coughs multiple times as a human, you're like, either die or swallow it. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> I love you it's so much. Die or get it together. <laughs> you know? It really is. Don't you feel that way? Like when someone sneezes too much, you're like, you're doing this for attention. And right. Like I said, bless you. And there is that girl. Everybody knows that girl that like thinks her sneezes are so cute. And she sneezes like six times. She's like, oh, you're like, are you fucking a mouse? Get out. <laughs> But it's so shameful more so to have a cough like you know when water goes down the wrong pipe and you really feel like you're dying, but it's so embarrassing. Excuse me. I I excuse myself from the room. I don't sit there and like be like, take my hand, write down my last words. I had a weird cheese it. (laughs) Fucking enough already. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. 
Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Jenny Panny says, hey, Eliza, what is your view on the metric system? Personally, I think America should have changed by now. Hello from Sweden. Okay. Well, it's easy for you to say in a country. Sweden, Norway, Denmark, they're always, any map where we're gauging anything, it's always like, here's three countries that have it together, and here's why the rest of the world is melting. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's just you. I think it's England. I think it's all of Europe. But joke's on you because when I play a foreign country and I say something is in pounds or feet, you guys get it. Now, the joke's on us because, like, we don't learn that conversion, but we're so powerful in our uh, exporting of entertainment that you've had to get on board with, like, the one – I think it's, like, us and, like, Nicaragua. It's, like, one other random country. Yeah. Like, French – like a half of Papua New Guinea or something that uses Imperial. So really, everybody kind of got what they wanted. You get to have your system of grams and liters, and we get to do whatever we want, and everyone else has got to conform if you want to watch our if you want to watch our TV shows. Can you guess the two countries? Besides it's America? Weird. No, and yeah. I oh God, it's in the southern hemisphere. Right? Sure, I don't know. You don't have it all you know. <laughs> Because I see it on a I'm map. I'm looking at it in writing. It's literally like America and like... French, oh, yeah, it is Southern Hemisphere. And like French Guyana or something, right? Myanmar and Liberia. Yeah, they happened to... <laughs> something happened. Yeah, Some like even. why... <laughs> but they also... Just so you it know, says, it is pronounced Myanmar. Both of those, they use metric alongside imperial and this article says the u.s as well has made many grand declarations about metric use in the past well (laughs) about how much we don't like metric no that we were like gonna use it and we made it the preferred system of weight and measurement in 1975 but 
then never did anything about it. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it's like a thumbing your nose at the Brits kind of thing. Um, because then I would be like, automobile was invented over here and the Brits drive on the other side of the road. But I think that has to do with like horse and carriages. We also, uh. there's like the ACDC thing, like why are outlets all different? Anyway, Ugh. I think America's like, what can we do that's just different that initially made sense and now doesn't? Uh, if you want me to admit it, I do think metric makes more sense. You can count those things out. And imperial is just like, what the hell is a gallon? Like, what are these words? Um, I mean, all you need to know is that there's three feet in a meter. Okay. Yeah. You, all right, Sweden, holier than thou with your mostly homogenous, stunning mixture of people. They're all good looking. Yeah. They're all good looking yeah. and they're all happy. There's pros and cons to both. Okay. I just, I've been to both. What's the pro of the imperial system? Oh, I meant both countries. I meant countries. <laughs> the pro of the imperial system is that I already know it, sort of. Ex- that's <laughs> it. Like that, I don't. I don't want to learn something new. That's and the I have thing. To change everything. Rulers would be different. What do we do? What do we do? Got to reprint all those rulers. <laughs> it's Latin based, meaning like milla, like millennium, right? Like that's a thousand. So there's a thousand milliliters in a liter. So you could like deduce that math yourself. Versus you're like, how many horse cups to a farm gallon? Like, you can't figure it out if you don't just memorize it. Yeah. And that speaks to, like, our educational system. Like, there's no lot. Just memorize it. Memorize the facts. We'll test you on those. And we'll fuck up your future if you can't regurgitate them onto a standardized test made for only 20% of kids. Oh, that means... All right. I was going to shit on Sweden's healthcare system. Well, having experienced it when we were there... Husband was very sick and they're like, you can just sit in an emergency room with no one there and we will get to you in four hours. The nurse decided because he was American, like it didn't matter. Four hours alone in a room just so the doctor could like give him almost nothing. I'm just saying. There's no, there's no, um, Americans are very encouraged. Like individualism is very encouraged here and striving to be the best. And Scandi countries are kind of like, we are, as long as one poppy does not rise higher than the other, we are happy. And America's like, I'm going to blow away those other poppies, be the tallest fucking poppy here. Let freedom ring. When's the last time you were in an emergency room in America, though? When I've been to like urgent care, it takes forever. See, this is the part that people aren't going to like. Um, I don't have, I've never, I haven't had to go to one, but like if I, if something feels wrong, like, I can call a friend. If I wanted to hire a private doctor, I could do that. They don't really have that there. And I was on tour and I was like, is there someone I can pay to come and visit us to? I'm pregnant. Like, I can't get sick. Like, this wasn't like, oh, I've got a cold. I don't want to deal. He was like very ill. And they were like, we unfortunately don't have that. And I was like, what if one of your celebrities gets sick? They're like, they just have to wait. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) this won't do. No No one's going to like any of that. I'm an artist. Even John Cleese, they were like, he came and he had to wait. And I'm like, this is fucked up. You guys got so many things right. You got to help me out. (laughs) You have to live like the riffraff over there. This is just part of being, feeling you're special as an American, which I was taken down a peg. You're in Europe long enough. It's like, you're not special and nobody cares and we all speak English. And uh, we got we to gotta do something else good, you guys. We got to stop living off the glory days of World War II. It's enough. It's over. It was a very long time ago. And we haven't uh, properly really won a war since. Okay. Why? Why? Okay. Hey, Liza and crew, especially little chicken leg. Congratulations <laughs> on the healthy baby. You make parenting look natural. 
I have a question that I think you and Emily could both help with. I'm 24, female. I currently work in the mental health field, but I'm finding myself really burnt out. I miss just being a nanny. I have six plus years of professional childcare experience as well as three plus years experience with HIPAA. My... My question is, as a new mother, what qualifications would you look for in a full-time nanny, hypothetically? Thank you so much for the help. I love the podcast. Look forward to it every single week. I would just look for someone that is willing to do the job. You know what? I, When we hired our nanny, I this is actually kind of weird. First of all, you take recommendations and, and references and get references from someone that you trust and then go get the references from the people that the other that the nanny worked for in addition to that person. But we hired a nanny and like I paid her and everything. You know, it's like several, you have to do it several months out. That's the other thing. Like mm-hmm. do it several, like before the, some people book the nanny before the baby's even conceived. Um, and she texts me like, a couple months, like a month before. And she was like, I'm in the hospital. I have like an upper respiratory thing. I'm like, oh no. So I'm like, now I'm like checking in on her because of course you, this lovely woman who I met on FaceTime that I like wired some money to, I'm like, I hope you're okay. But also I'm like, please don't die. Like, what do I do with that money? What's going to happen? She was in the hospital like all through Christmas. It wasn't COVID. It was like a bronchial crazy thing. I think she's still in the hospital. And she was really cool. She sent me her like cousin-in-law. And so this woman, I just, it's that thing where as a mom, like you're so nervous, you're so scared. I needed the help. I just hired her. I never even talked to her on the phone. And now that I have her, I love her. Uh, Cleanliness, like neatness. And I'm not talking about when it comes to your baby. I'm talking like this person, if they're living in your home or if they're existing in your home at all, you don't want, because I have a friend who had a baby nurse and she's like, he, she leaves her shit everywhere. And then she got COVID. So that's weird. Um, my baby nurse is a, like, I feel embarrassed about like just existing in my own house because she is neat. You don't even know she's there sometimes. She's got like the one cup she uses, her laundry. I never see it. Like she keeps her things separate cleanliness like the baby is always like she doesn't reuse anything it drops on the floor she washes it cleanliness and doesn't get rattled easily like i was saying she's like i don't even hear the kid crying like she hears a kid crying but she just there's a mellowness Uh to her she's jamaican so she's just very like chill the other day the Uh baby was sleeping and she was like that's how i want to be and i was like you could not be more chill (laughs) like you'd be (laughs) dead And someone who also is willing to let you do what you want. Like she's never, Mm. like if I'm like, hey, I really want to switch to this or do this. She's like, okay. Like at the end of the day, as long they need to know it's your baby. These aren't their rules. But you do defer to them. I hired a nurse because A, I work, but B, I wanted someone to check my work. (laughs) I didn't want, you don't want to be guessing. If you have the, the resources to hire someone, it's nice. Like, yes, your mother is great and other women, but like it's nice 10 o'clock at night, the baby's cheeks go red. It's nice to have a nurse that's like, no, that's normal. No, this crying is normal. Just so you don't you don't spin out. How does she feel about the raptor sounds? We laugh. She's got a sense of humor about it. She's always like, Miss Sierra, why are you giving me attitude? My baby sounds like, here's what we've decided, because she moves her neck a lot and she'll just bash her head into you but she'll move her head like kind of rigidly from side to side with her mouth open, making these noises. She looks like, I know no one can see me. Remember when you go to the museum as a kid and you'd see the animatronic dinosaurs like, and it would like rigidly move to the side, which no animal moves like that. That's how she's like, 
an animatronic baby <laughs> brontosaurus. Like, <laughs> just moving like in these spurts to the side with her mouth open. <laughs> we love it. We love our little animatronic triceratops. Remember Land she Before Time? Like good time. She's a good time gal. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and crew. I've been a longtime fan of your stand-up, movie, Netflix series, podcast, you name it. And a huge congratulations to you and your husband for the arrival of CRMA. I am reaching out today because I am in need of your honest, direct-to-the-point advice here. Hey. I am 30 years old. <laughs> We're going to start consulting Sierra. Ah. <laughs> All right. That's awful. For anyone not 30. seeing me move, it's not funny. It's just annoying. Sorry. I'm 30 years old, and I'm going to a friend's wedding in March. We reconnected through work a few years ago, but we were friends back in high school. She has a mutual friend who, in school, despised me. It's petty teenage drama. It shouldn't matter. And since then, I've grown up and realized I was an asshole as a teen, and we're not 16 anymore. We never even had any direct issues, but I had a falling out with a mutual girlfriend, and he took her side. Whatever, right? I would think nothing of this guy. We'll call him Steve but at you, this but, point. But Steve's hot. You know it. You know but it. I, rem- I remember a few years ago when I ran into him at the beach, he gave me the most hateful look, said something rude, and walked in the other direction. Clearly, Steve isn't a fan of me, even though we haven't spoken in years. And since then, I've grown up a bit and understand things for what it is. This really shouldn't matter, but my friend reached out to me today and told me that she is sitting me and my husband with Steve and his entire family at her wedding. Why? The whole family? They're having a small wedding. And having recently gotten married myself, I was so frustrated when people brought their own personal drama to me and requested to not sit with certain people at our wedding. Knowing how much it sucks to be a bride and deal with petty drama, I said, not a problem at all, whatever you need to do. And then she reached back out with, it's just hard when certain people dislike each other, which I interpreted as Steve saying something about me as I have never really complained about Steve to this friend. I don't know what possible animosity he has against me at this point, but now I'm feeling anxiety about having to sit with him for even 20 to 30 minutes while we eat and listen to speeches, dances, et cetera. Probably know another four to five people at this wedding and luckily it's local, so I don't have to stay overnight. I've talked to my husband about the situation. He said, no problem. We'll just dance the night away, hang out at the bar, yeah. talk to the few other people yeah. we know. But I'm trying to think ahead in the event that Steve tries to start some kind of drama or is just overall hateful and rude. He might not say or do anything. It might be in my head, but I went from being excited about my friend's wedding sure. to wanting to fake COVID All the right. week of. Don't do that. So how do okay. I handle this? I'm prepared to be the bigger person, but I know in the moment I'll probably clam up and be overly polite. You know- well, that's exactly what you should do. I don't know what happened. So you're saying like you and Steve had a falling out over like a mutual friend. So- it's, I would say based on what she's saying, she wasn't very nice in high school. Yes. And, or he, I don't know if this Here's what people, look, look. Did you physically assault him? Did you like gay bash him? Did you make fun of his weight? Or were you just kind of like, whatever? Let me, as a comic, I will tell you this. Men also have like horrible high school experiences. It's not just girls and men carry these things. And for some reason, women are always told like, grow up, be mature, whatever. Male comics, like the, it has happened to me, not a ton, but like, oh yeah, you met my friend Rick. He said you didn't say hi to him. He said you were kind of rude. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. people expect something from you and they carry these things. But we all need to let go of, you're 30, okay? 
We all need to let go of these things. Everybody grows up. Uh, the fact that you ran into him a couple years ago and he said something rude. I mean, this guy also may not have a great personality. Again, I don't know what you did because it could be something really heinous, but you can only control you, okay? You are there with your husband. You are at an elegant, I'm assuming, event, okay? You go and you just be above it. Hi. And you sit down and you talk to your husband and make it as if it never happened. Again, I'm assuming it's just petty normal stuff and like who actually cares as if yeah. it never happened. Okay. You carry yourself like a Southern beauty queen. Make it as if it never happened. That way, if he tries to start, which he won't, by the way, we're all endlessly. But he did last time. He yeah, but you, were, but you listen to me. You were by yourself. And men puff up very easily and are really big and tough when a girl is alone. And when there's another man there, it always changes the dynamic. It doesn't matter what kind of a feminist you are, how tough you are. Men behave differently when there isn't another man to answer to. Okay? So, you go with your husband. You are there for your friend. You are nice to everyone at the table. That way, if Steve told his whole family how much he hates you and you're nice... They're going to be like, she was nice. You make it drama free. And if he has the fucking balls and the insanity to start something at a wedding in front of his loved ones and your husband, you can just be like, first of all, he's not going to do it. He's just not. You're going to prepare for this and he's not. You can just look at your husband and be like, I don't, I don't know. We're at a wedding. Just say we're at a wedding. Just keep saying that. Okay. If you truly did nothing that was that big of a deal. If you really feel compelled I wouldn't do this, but if you did something awful and you know what you did last summer, you can send him an email. Be like, hey, dude, like, I know we ran into each other and or you could even talk to him. Be like, I know it wasn't cool, but like, I'm I'm all for water under the bridge. I apologize for da-da-da, you know. Um, I know we're sitting together, so I just wanted to reach out and say hi. Or he's like a petty little bitch. I've definitely had people in my life where I like reach out to be like, hey, I just want to make sure that we're cool. And they still are kind of like about it. So all you Mm -hmm. can, and then they'll feel bad. All you can do is take care of the way you feel. Mm -hmm. Many people are like, yeah, it's all good. Thanks for the apology. And then they're still shitty. All you can control is the way that you feel. So either reach out or once you get there, because by the way, the wedding is not the place to do it. So if you don't mm-hmm. reach out, just keep in mind, like, this is not the time or the place. And also, who fucking cares what this guy thinks of you? You're married and you have a life. Yeah. I can't believe he already brought, clearly, like, brought it up to the bride. It's like... Mm-hmm. He's already a petty little bitch. And that is the grossest thing. I'm sorry. If you, like, never even dated someone and there's just some guy that just hates you, trust me, you know, maybe you were smarter than him, funnier than him. <laughs> who knows? When they hold on to that, it's so telling of how small they are. So you just have to feel bad for him and show up and look beautiful and be with your husband. He will not step to you with your husband there. I promise you. Yeah. And if he does, what do you say? I just, we're at a wedding. I don't know. I'm sorry that you still feel that way. Just gaslight him. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you did something really, really bad, in which case we're not responsible. I think Emily and I can both, we'll never say the name, the male celebrity of yesteryear who I was an acquaintance with and friendly with. And then because I didn't help him with a project that I had no power to help anyone with to this day, this is over six years later, five years later, still goes online and harasses me, like still leaves weird comments, 
still will send emails like fully insane. Like some men like get it in their head that like they're owed something and they will take yeah. it to the grave. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely be at this wedding like, just I don't simmering. want to sit with her. Put, ask your husband to deal with it. If he's a real dick, just like put your husband between them. It's not about fighting. It's just like use some of that protection. Let your husband absorb it. I would it. be, sh- honestly, I would maybe get some satisfaction if he was then a monster in front of like his family and his whole family saw what a wacko exactly. he was. All you can say, we're at a wedding. I, I don't really remember high school that well. Sorry, even though you do. Just gaslight him. Yeah. Kick it. <laughs> When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hello, Eliza. First of all, I love you. Hope both your baby girls are doing amazing. So for starters, I started working at this company last year in July. When I joined, I got integrated to a team. And once I was being introduced to it, this one guy caught my ear. He had the sexiest voice ever. And once he turned the camera on, I jokingly said to myself, if I'm marrying anyone, this is the guy. He was clearly a bit shy, but had a great sense of humor, which just caught my attention even more. But five months passed, and even though I would still talk about him to my friends, calling him my husband, which kind of stuck as his nickname among my friend group, there was no... There was no sort of closeness besides work things, which was fine by me. I never really had any expectations on this work crush. Really? You call call him your husband. Okay. But last Christmas, he texted me, sending me an article about something he thought I would like, and I did. Marvel stuff. And we've been talking almost nonstop since then. Did they find find the sixth Infinity Stone? I watched all of them recently. (laughs) I'm very caught up. You're so proud of yourself. I am inevitable. (laughs) <laughs> Inevitable, eternal, whatever. Okay. That's what Both work. That's what Are Thanos- you going to watch Eternals now? No, I heard it was bad. It was not great. Unfortunately. Okay. Angelina Jolie looks great. I also have been going more to the office, not only because I can't really focus at home, but also because I enjoy having colleagues and also him, of course, around me. The office has a really chill vibe. It's not formal at all. And we kind of goof around a lot. He comes to my desk to check up on me. I do the same to him. When we're sat close by, we roll our chairs to the other's desk to chat for a bit. Yeah. We also have a similar commute. So when we leave the office at the same time, he's my company half the way. So 
now that I've presented all of the situation to you, my question is, is he into me yeah. or am I seeing things wishing this was a Jim and Pam situation? Yeah. I have always been very clueless on these things unless there's someone telling me clearly, hey, I like you, let's grab a drink. I can barely see when a guy goes from being just friendly to actually into me. My best friend tells me that I am a blind mouse and that he is clearly trying to get closer. Yeah. But we have no friends in common. It's just really a professional environment all the time we're together. I'm waiting for him to ask me to grab drinks after work. I know what you're going to say. Why are you waiting? Ask him yourself. But the thing is, and I hope I'm not alone in this, since we went to lockdown, I feel like I've lost all my social skills and the confidence I had in these types of situations. All I know is I still have this huge crush. Doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. What should I do? And is he into me like that? Thank you so much. I saw your stand-up in Lisbon. Absolutely loved it. Oh, I was wondering how your commute was halfway and now I'm like, that makes more sense. Like a place that does oh, more like, like public transit. Want to train, or they yeah. walk, yeah. I was like, I was going to make a bus joke and then I was like, no, they probably have normal buses. Um, look, I get not wanting to ask him and I get not wanting to be like, do you want to grab a drink? And he's like, oh, actually I can't. I, You know, I've got a girlfriend or something or I don't want to. Um, can you make it more organic? Can you just like be on a walk and just be like, oh my God, I'm starving do you want to, is it a walk commute or is it a, a wheeled commute? Train. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say it's a train. I mean, I don't know. It could just be like, they're leaving at the same time. Like, Hey, I was going to grab something around the office. Yes. You want to go get something? Yeah. Or just walk and be like, I didn't eat lunch. I'm going to go here. Do you want to go? And then if he says no, you have to commit to leaving and going and eating. Yeah. You have to go have a whole stack of nachos by yourself. <laughs> um, so that's what you could do if you want to like soft shoe it or whatever but he is into you he thinks you're mm -hmm. cute men don't hang around ugly girls unless you're really funny then it's cool okay um, you could if you really wanted to like shoehorn this in I'm is there a new bar you could say you're going to check out with a friend be like, do you want to grab a drink with me? I've got like an hour to kill. Do you want to grab a drink? Mm -hmm. And then if it's going well, your friend just happens to text you and be like, sorry, I can't make it. Bon, bon dia. Have a good day. Uh, you could do that. Yeah. Or you could just be like, I had a really hard day today. Do you want to go grab a drink? Oh, yeah. this, you're passing. Oh, this hotel is supposed to have a really cute bar. I want to see what that looks like. I'll tell you. Vintage hotel where I stayed in Lisbon. I don't know where you live in this, in the massive city of Lisbon has a gorgeous uh, rooftop bar. And you could be like, I heard, this is what you could do. Passing a hotel and be like, I heard this place has a really cute hotel, like a hotel bar on the roof. Do you drink? Hopefully he says yes. Otherwise you got to figure out like, oh, I heard this place makes great pastis de nata, whatever that egg tart you guys like so much. Just a reason to be like, I got to pop in here. Do you want to go? If he says yes, if a guy likes you, he'll go anywhere with you. Like he'll go with you to a library to check out books. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Case in point, I remember when I first started dating Noah, like three days into knowing him, I got sick. We we're supposed to go out and he was like, let me bring you soup, which was so sweet. And I was like, I'm sick. And he's like, and he's like, I'll, I don't care. Like I'll sit on the other side of the room. And he did. Like quietly, yeah. because boys don't care. They will make out with you with like a full runny nose and bronchitis. They do not care. Um, and we did. So that's what I say. They'll use one of those. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. If he doesn't drink, you have to decide if you want to date someone that doesn't drink. But good luck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay.
What's up, y'all? Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm here to ask the tough question, so buckle up. After nearly two-plus years of listening, I just have to know, who is Hot Scotty and what happened to him or her? Everyone does the roll call before their questions, and Hot Scotty still makes the list pretty often. Should I be concerned? <laughs> File a missing person report? Go back to the OG episodes to search for clues? What would your message be for Hot Scotty if you knew they were listening right now? Hot Scotty's Thanks right here. T- He's right <laughs> here. <laughs> He is right here. He um somebody commented in last week's episode, you wanted a blumpkin yes. corner sound and he made a he made a sound and song and I flush heard it. for it. Oh, I heard it. Um, I was like, he yes. has not lost his touch even though he died. No, he's not dead. He is a he's a man that does the audio editing, the engineering. And when we recorded in person and the four times he was there with us, so we would talk to him. Yeah. Now we record and send it to him and he puts his little his little touches on it. In the in the post but edit, Scott, Scott, you want to give the ladies a shout out? Let them know how you're doing, how your life is. Yeah, wait, yeah, thank you guys so much, and thank you, kind listener, for the welfare check. Uh, I'm doing great. Still here, still part of every episode. Just 100 percent behind the scenes these days. Uh, like they were saying, our recording situations changed, so I'm just not there to chime in anymore. But I'm still with you guys every week, and I really appreciate the shout outs. Thank you. Hot Scotty number one, number one, Hot Scotty, Hot Scotty number two, number two, Hot Scotty. Right. Uh, but this question asker says, thanks for your time. Can't wait to see you in Atlanta for Christmas. My sister and I accidentally both bought each other tickets to your show. That's how excited we are. I love that. That's cute. I make a great gift. <laughs> that Fox Theater, it's like 5,000 seats and it's going to be in Fuego. Nice. I mean, not literally. That'd be horrific. It would be horrific. That's a nice space. Like that is a gorgeous venue. Yeah, that's right. Emily's from, she's from Georgia. She's from just outside yeah, of Atlanta. Fox Theater. Yeah, get that Fox Theater. Um, all right, now that we got Scott out of the way, now that we've weekended Bernie's Scott into this episode, let's move. I feel like I gave the Portuguese one way too much. Like, I feel like I got really quiet on that one. I was just trying to like think of ways. You could also just be like, do you want to get a drink? And I'll be like, no. I'd be like, do you want to make out with me? That has always mm. worked for me. How would yeah, you? Yeah, they work together. How would, okay, so you're just going for a drink. You can always be like, dude, I was not hitting on you. I'm, I'm an alcoholic. Goodbye. Take it. Hello, Eliza and pals. Me and my roommates absolutely adore you and sing your intro theme and top of the cob randomly all the time. I wanted your advice on some of the things my boyfriend says about other women. Mm. For context, I'm a 21-year-old female and he's 23. Sometimes when we're watching shows together or scrolling through Instagram, he'll see a good-looking gal and say things like, now that's a woman, or dang, that girl is really thick Ew. with C's. He also tends to voice- How do you know it's with notices. C's? If he's saying it. <laughs> he thick. says, now that- <laughs> This, this, this. He tends to voice who he notices in public places as well, saying that other girls are really strong at the gym, et cetera. It doesn't seem like he wants to get a rise out of me, but to me, it's still strange to say that to the person you're dating. Sometimes this really gets on my nerves because I don't want to hear about it. And I don't say similar things to him about the men I notice. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that I have anything to be insecure about as I think I'm a very beautiful gal too. I just wanted your take on why he says that kind of stuff or why it bothers me so much. Thanks in advance. Also, my friends are definitely going to listen. No, this is me. So hi, Jess and Alyssa. (laughs) You know, (sighs) I wonder, I mean, he's 23. And it could be a maturity thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know if he's been in a ton of other relationships. There's the version where you kind of just stay the course and eventually he'll notice like, wow, she never says any of that stuff. There's a version where you do it back to him 
but then it becomes like this tit for tat thing and that will start a fight. And there's, I wonder, this is not going to be a very popular answer, but like, does he feel insecure? Like, do you express to him how attractive you think he is? Mm. You know, there could be a version where it's always about you and you're being pretty and you're not calling. Guys need stuff like that. They need positive reinforcement too. They say they don't, but like you're handsome. Like, you know, uh, making him feel wanted. Let's say you do all those things. There's a version where you just say, hey, um, is there something that you want to tell me? I'm not insecure. Because he's going to spin it like, well, you're acting insecure. It's just not pleasant. Um, It's rude. It is rude. I'll be a thousand percent honest. I may have been a little bit of that person, which is why I'm trying to like tread lightly here. When I was dating Noah, because I, when I was, yeah, I mean, because I think Noah is very attractive uh, and I don't have anything behind it when I'm like, oh my God, that guy's so hot. I don't do it a ton. And Mm -hmm. I stopped doing it because one day I was like, oh my God, Noah never does that. Like he Mm -hmm. was just always so respectful. And I was like, what am I trying to prove? And I wonder if deep down there's like him wanting to know like, hey, like I find you attractive. I love you. And I want you to know that like I'm a catch too. Like there's like a weird, a little bit of, it's not that I never respect a no, but like there's a little, it's a little immature. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so you have two choices. You can either withstand it, hope you're together long enough for him to realize he's making an ass out of himself. Or you can be like, is there something you want to tell me? It's one thing to point out that a girl is strong. Like if you're always at the gym and you can make it about that, but to be like, she's mm-hmm. thick. He may not necessarily be saying that you're not, but it is rude to verbalize it. He should consume his porn in quiet in the wee hours of the morning, like all men do. It's just yeah. disrespectful. I wonder if there's a man in his life that you could talk to to be like, maybe you could say something like a dad or a brother. Um, because I think this will start to weigh on you. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother you now. And it, it, by the way, Women, it's allowed to bother you without making you insecure. You can be bothered by something simply because it's disrespectful. Oh, I can't tell you how to feel about that. Only you can. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully he grows out of it. It's also like part of the culture, like porn culture. I bet you he watches a lot of it and like thinks girls like all want to get like choked on a dick or something. Sorry if your kids are listening to this. <laughs> Porn culture and, well, just even like, oh, she thick. Like, all right, fucking relax. Not every girl is supposed to be thick. It's not attractive to everyone. Like, it doesn't need a comment. It's, uh, it's tactless. Mm-hmm. Ask him, be like, would you feel okay if I just started saying, like, that guy's so cut, that guy's so ripped, look how shredded that hot guy is. Like, I bet it would drive him insane. Mm-hmm. Don't do it without asking him because he's, don't make it a tit for tat because he'll... It, it won't end well. The goal no. is to love each other, make each other better, not make each other jealous. He's, mm-hmm. he's 23. Woof. <laughs> Hi, all. I'd like to keep this short. My fiance's mom and my mom really want to throw me bridal showers. Yes, that's right. Showers, multiple, two to be exact. Hmm. I, on the other hand, don't want any. I've expressed my lack of interest in a shower, but they both insist I have to have one. I just don't understand why I have to have two separate ones. They say it's because they live an hour away from each other. But why can't they plan something halfway? Can you advise? Do I tell them one or nothing? Do I just suck it up and let them host their own? Congratulations to you and Noah on your little one. Um, Look, your wedding is about you. It's whatever you want to do. That being said, it is also about the mother. Now, 
that's really great that your mother-in-law wants to participate and do this, but it shouldn't be painful for you. I think we see this a lot. Girls are like, everybody else is making a big deal and I don't want anything. If you truly, from your core, don't want it, I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't want presents and like fun snacks. Um, I think you don't want one because you don't want the tumult that comes with two. I think Mm -hmm. your mother wanting to throw your one is totally normal. Some people do that if they live really far away, but one hour, just be like, you guys, we got to eat in the middle. Or someone drives a fucking hour and like spends the afternoon. That's, That's weird. Nothing. Yeah, I. you have to verbalize your opinion on that. They can co-throw it together. The mother-in-law, I don't know who traditionally does it, but like someone's got to give up a little bit of power. One's like, I want seashell themed. And one's like, I want, I want hunting themed. They got to meet in the middle because yeah. the point is not about throwing the party. It's about celebrating you. I would yeah. do the one that's closer to you because it is a really shitty move to ask your friends to drive an hour. And also mm. the mother-in-law, she what it is is she wants her friends to attend. That's what it is. But I guess the point, it's like, what's the point of the party? Is it for the friends or yeah. is it for you? It's a bridal shower. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a tea another weekend? But I think you're well within your rights to be like, I just need one. Can we please do it halfway? Or can we just do it here? That way my friends can come. Because your friends don't want to drive an hour. They don't. Nobody does. Nobody cares. You're allowed to say one, but don't be a spoil sport and say, I don't want one at all. Because I think you do. I think you just don't want to deal with this. But it's time to grow up and stand up for yourself and be like, I want to include you both. I want you both involved. I would love to have one, but it's untenable to do two. Uh-huh. There you go. And they can still mail the presents. Hello, everyone. I'm listening to Live on a Vineyard While at Work. I'm a nanny slash house manager, and I'd like to throw in my toilet seat story. My boyfriend and I were visiting my boyfriend's family for my first real visit with them other than a brief socially distanced meeting. First thing I did when we got in from traveling was I used his mom's bathroom to dump out. Unfortunately, now that I have a soft closed toilet seat at home, I have a tendency to forget to be gentle when closing the toilet. I accidentally slammed the lid closed and cracked the damn toilet seat in half. I had to tell my boyfriend I broke it and beg him to take the blame. Took like a week to get the new seat in in the correct color. The whole time we were there, we had to carefully use the broken one. My only comfort is that at least I didn't break it just by sitting on it taking a shit. That's totally fair. And when you said soft clothes for a second, I forgot about the lid and I thought of, do you remember those soft toilet seats? That's like a thing. Yeah, that you just, it's like too porous where it's like, you know, there's stuff in there. It's like when people put like fabric on there. Yeah, it was like a thin layer of plastic and it was like spongy inside, but it would always crack. And you're like, I don't want to sit on a soft toilet. But I get, maybe it's for older people. I don't, I feel like you don't see them anymore. Then again, I haven't been to a lot of old age homes. Um... That's not so bad. I think the bigger issue is like damaging someone's toilet property. Like no one's like, oh, your girlfriend farted so hard. It cracked the enamel. It cracked the porcelain and the soft and the plastic seat. Yeah, folks, send us in your toilet stories. (laughs) Hi, Liza and Posse. I need some help understanding how I'm feeling and what to do, but no pressure, LOL. I, 32 female, recently started dating someone, 30 female. And after a few months of hanging out, we took the plunge into becoming friends on Instagram. I was feeling great about this big step, but started to feel strange when I realized that she constantly posts to her story. No 
No judgment, that attention can feel good. But what irks me is that all the pictures she sends me via text are also being posted to her story. Pics of her dog, selfies, funny things that happen, etc. I'm so very bothered by this and I don't know why. Mm. Is it a me problem where I don't feel special or am I turned off by the fact that she posts so much on social media and seems to be seeking so much external validation? Yes. Is this something I can or should bring up to her? Yeah, it's gross. Uh, and look, I post a lot. Sometimes I don't post a lot. Um, I always wonder if Noah thinks it's gross because he doesn't post a lot, like at all. Yeah. Almost never posts about me. Everybody has the way that they get validation, the way that they're mentally stimulated and the thing that they enjoy. Can You probably can't mute her stories because then she'll see you didn't look, but maybe she won't see that. Um, I think if you are a person who does not post often, I think you're bothered by the fact that she posts so often. I would be very bothered by the fact that everything I thought was being texted just to me is all for everyone. I would also say, you could say that to her because I also don't know what she does. And like, I understand if you're part of it is your business, but if you're a regular person and it's just like 50 pictures, you know, sometimes we post stuff and we don't even know why we're posting it. We just do. I think it's worth saying like, hey, like I... I feel as someone, and by the way, you have to already be someone who kind of doesn't post a ton. Otherwise, it's like a little pot kettle black. Just be like, it feels like you send me these things that are between us and like we have our own little relationship. But then when you post them, I kind of don't feel like we're there's any intimacy in what you're sharing. You got to think yeah. about the wording. Um, and if there's, hopefully she's the kind of girl that can like think about it and be like, yeah, you're right. You know, be like, if you're going to send me something, I like to think it's just for me. And then when you share it with everyone, it feels like I'm, we're all in a relationship. Right. If that happens constantly, especially because it's like now your text thread is just like you've subscribed to her Instagram stories via text. Um, yeah, I think you need to, I think you need to really think about why it bothers you. I think it is, you really like her. And you feel not special. And I wonder where that comes from. Because uh. I think that's the, d- the deeper issue. Because you don't want to seem clingy. I don't know what she does. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to build this business. And this is really good content. Because you also don't need like a special picture of the cat. Um, you just don't want to feel like you're one of her subjects. You don't want to mm-hmm. feel like you're in her audience, which is valid. So take stock of who you are, how you post, what she is. And really suss that out because I can't tell you, especially since I know nothing about you guys. You could also just try muting her. And if she's crazy Mm. enough to notice that you didn't look, then just be like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I didn't realize I met you. But you could also just mute her and then you can enjoy everything she sends you. Because you could also just be like, I don't want to have to look at it on text and then like it there. Be like, it's just kind of a lot and I'm not really an Instagram person. Mm Mm-hmm can look at all the static posts you want. Anyways, it just depends on how you want to lie. Okay, next question. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. 
We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all bowl and branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bowl and branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bowl and Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Eliza, Emily, and sweet, precious baby Tianfu. I'm a 33-year-old female, the oldest of four children, all grown adults now, and I'm having trouble navigating my sibling relationships. I've always felt like a black sheep for having high EQ, emotional intelligence, and for being highly sensitive and introverted. But I feel more judged for these qualities than ever by one sibling in particular, my brother. My brother is an extremely extroverted, bombastic person, and we have extremely different views on the world. I get vibes of pure disdain and disrespect whenever he speaks to me, and he only ever speaks to me to rile me up. My question is, is it worth attempting to repair this relationship, or should I endure years of cold holiday dinners where we don't speak, hoping he will mature and want to work on our relationship one day? Thank you for taking time to read my question. Sincerely, Stacy. Stacy, are you so? Are you a genius? Are you kind of weird? I think, I think emo- she says high emotional intelligence, kind of introverted. Like I think thoughtful, and then this brother's like really outgoing and yeah. Nasty. I mean, you guys should go together because it's like the odd couple. Uh, but you might be oil and water, and he might be bothered. Maybe he thinks you're judging him. Maybe he thinks you think you're better than him. I think there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, can we go to coffee? And just be like, I don't put anything on him because he might be like unaware. And he'll probably yeah. do the guy thing where he's like, it's just a joke. But you could yeah. just from the highest light be like, I love you. And don't say anything about feelings. Only say facts. Be like, I love you. Um, And I guess you have to say feelings because we don't know if these are facts. But you could just be like, it seems sometimes like you are angry at me or you lose your patience with me, or, you know, and you can cite some examples. Be like, I kind of want to get to the root of this because you're my brother and I'd like to have a relationship with you. I think expressing that, like that's such a vulnerable thing. Like to have a relationship with you. Uh, Do I bother you? Like, just get it out. Be like, I'm giving, like, I want to have this form to like get it out. Like, this is the time to say it. Because what he'll probably realize is like, he's annoyed with you, but there's nothing like you, you're not going to change. You're not doing anything wrong. You could also give him the option of like, it's also possible that like, we just aren't going to click, but I just want you to know that I love you and you're my brother. And I bet yeah. you that takes him down. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm probably a girl. You know, it sounds like you're, you're kind of building it up and you're having to bear the brunt of it. So it's worth saying something. Or you could just leave the room every time he talks and just be like, I don't or care. That. I'm the smartest one here. Good luck resetting your Instagram password because I did it while you were sleeping. Highly emotional, highly intelligent. Let me just say this. Usually it's like the loudest person in the room who's the weakest. I feel like maybe he's threatened by you if you're really smart, mm. you know, or read up on a subject that you know a ton about. And then when he, when he tees off on it, be like, actually, statistically speaking, and just fucking bury him. 
and his own false information about COVID. Okay. Time for the cop. Kiss the top with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay. My top of the cob. You know, when you get a song in your head, and people are going to hear this and be like, yeah, you didn't know this. You get a song in your head. I was like really recently going through like sort of like 90s, 2000 techno as I do when I want to feel. Here's what happened. I have this whole chapter in my book, All Things Aside, that's coming out later this year about nostalgia. And I was kind of making a list Mm -hmm. of nostalgic things because our, and I talk about this in the book, in particular, our generation, like now is when our nostalgia really kicks in because we're old enough to fully remember it. You can only experience nostalgia if you've aged. And now, like in your late 30s, like the 90s are something, and especially with all that's going on with COVID and the world and and global warming, like you just need comfort. So sometimes you will just look at stuff online like, oh, remember TGIF? Anyway, this song I think is from like 2008, but um, this song was stuck in my head and I realized that I love this song, but don't actually know the words. You know when you think you know the words, but you just know like the silhouette of words, like, okay. And I was able to figure out the song and it clicked after like 48 hours or 72 hours. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play it. Here we go. Are you going to sing what you thought it was first? I don't know what, what song is that. It's Sarah McLaughlin. It's like a DJ Tiesto remix. You can't figure out the in a smart in a second. Did you Google the lyrics? Well, the word the song is called Silence. So I'm like, she's saying, in the silence, I believe. I'm just and I Googled in this moment, I believe techno, and it came up, and I was like, oh, I got it. Like some semblance of a sentence. In a it's like that moment on the dance floor where the lights come up. Felt really good to get it. Dance floor? Probably at some point. That was my tip at the kip. Oh, and it was brought on because I was talking with a makeup artist at my book shoot and we were talking about nostalgic things and he just went brass plum. And it, I hadn't thought of it. Does this mean anything to you if I say brass plum, Emily? No. No, it wouldn't. Well, Brass Plum is a section. Because <laughs> I don't think you would shop at Nordstrom. Okay, that's why I said it. All right? Mm-hmm. I can't see you shopping there. Uh, Brass Plum was like the young adult section of Nordstrom. Yeah, on the other oh. side, it's called like Curve or Twist. And it's like the super high end. Like, I still don't shop there because I don't want to spend $500 on a pair of jeans. Brass Plum's on the other side. Like the escalator divides it. And it's young adult, like, clothing. And then there comes that point in your thirties where you're like this, bo- I shouldn't be wearing a bodysuit that costs $12. But he said brass plump. It's one of those nostalgia things where you're like, like the feeling is so ephemeral and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? What is brass plump? Yeah. Oh, BP at Nordstrom. Okay. BP. BP. All right. What's your top of the cam? My top of the cob is going to sound like I'm just recycling your material, but I had good tapas the other day and they were so good. Ooh, what'd you have? And to have a big, a big charcuterie board and then like, it was like a Spanish place. And so there was like little videos, which was like little broken noodle mushroom sauce and 
patatas bravos, Ooh. which is just like potatoes with a sauce. It was just little bits. Ugh, great. I love it. Patatas bravos. It's feminine. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And it's all done in Italy. It's called cicchette. It's like the little snacks that are out. That's the way to do it is you get bombed and just constantly be eating little salty snacks through the night. Which brings me to my bottom of the cob. I have two bottoms of the cob. And one was something I remembered halfway through the show. Um, I am, this is now twice I've seen this happen. Once with a fitness blogger and once with a beauty blogger, whatever, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram person. Ladies, you ha- and I'm sure there are some guys, whatever, but you cannot speak intelligently about a subject if you do not know the difference between these three words, okay? Regimen, regime, and regiment, okay? The amount of women I've heard be like, and you can fit this in to your skincare regime. That means what you're using for your skincare is like made of secret police and like a military government, Okay. A regimen is like skincare regimen, my dietary regimen. Like it's it's a course of the way that you're doing things, okay? It's like a plan. That's the word you're looking for. Most people in America are not, if you're not in politics, you're not looking for the word regiment, right? Yeah. Which is like like a milit like an army that's like taken over. It's it's a military term, and you're not looking for the word regime which yeah. is like an authoritarian government. Right. The amount of like, and I fit this into my workout regime. You're like, that sounds like a strenuous, nonstop death camp. Yeah, that's a tough time. Okay, maybe name the episode Regiment Regime and Regimen. You want to go? I also have a real bottom of the cup. That was just brought on during it. I should have saved it. Ready for my bottom? Mm-hmm. Jody's baby turned one this weekend and I said I would get the cake. Because when you're a single mom or just a mom, like getting a cake is like, oh, fuck, and I got to get a cake. It's the opposite of a cherry on a Sunday. It's just like, oh, fuck, cake. Where am I going to get it? Unfortunately, this child's birthday was the day before the Super Bowl. And the entire week, I had my assistant on it. I was doing it. Nary a bakery, a bake shop, a hot, an oven, a hot spot on the ground. Nobody would take an order for a cake. Because not only is the Super Bowl Sunday, but the Rams were playing, which means the Super Bowl's not happened yet. What? I think that was one of the lead-up games. I just don't want people to argue with us about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's happening this Sunday. It already happened. By the time this comes out, it will have happened. Look it up. Mm, okay. Okay. Right. Anyways, back to my build-up. You just <laughs> kick me right in the comedy dick as I'm revving up. There's an art to this. There's a Regiment to this. Um, Super Bowl was Sunday. Her birthday was Saturday. So unfortunately, every bakery, and it's COVID. So you'd call bakeries and they, like you'd hear grenades going off in the back. Like, don't call back here. We're booked up. <laughs> and then you'd call, they'd be like, we're not open on weekends. I'm like, because most people are eating cake on a Tuesday. Uh, there were bakeries, like established bakeries. I Their number phone just unplugged. It would just go to like a voicemail, not set up. I'm like, I'm not trying to buy drugs. I'm trying to get a cake. I called one baker. I was like, I just need any cat. The kid likes cats. Any cat. They're like, I'm like, you don't have a cat in the back. Nobody would do it. One person. Because you want to get one with like an icing sculpture that looks looks cool. They're like, yeah, it's $150. And I'm like, go. You can fuck, go fuck yourself. Like, that's insane for a child's birthday. And the kid's won. Um, Went to Victor Benny's 
which is like a celebrated institution for cakes at, uh, yeah. the, is it Ralph's? The Gelson's here in LA. No. Yeah. We went, oh, our cake decorator's out today. You can try emailing. You will never get a response if you email a company that already like doesn't care. We were yeah. able to wrangle like a Ralph's in the Valley that said that they would print a picture of a cat. No nice bakery would take our business because adults need to have rammed themed cake on a holiday that's known for eating fried food and drinking beer and watching football. Oh, we got to have a Rams cake. Who wants that cake? What picture of a cat did you use? I know. You want to hear the info. I went on Google and I just wrote like cats and I found uh, like a wallpaper of like several cats. (laughs) So my assistant went and she was like, can we get this, you know, like laser printed onto a cake? And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you have to bring in an actual picture. And I was like, it's 2022. You have a machine that laser prints. You don't have a way to upload to a machine, unfortunately. Everything in LA starts with unfortunately. So she had to go to a Staples, print a picture, because she was already in the Valley, of, of fucking cats and bring a physical picture to them that they scanned in because their scanners are from the 1800s. And are incapable of connecting to an internet. Anyways, so that's what it is. It's just a a white sheet cake with cats lasered onto it. Do you have the cake? I don't have it here. I have to pick it up tomorrow. It was just kind of like, really the Super Bowl? Like people need to have cake? I don't think of it as a cake holiday. Yeah, well, it is. And I wonder in other cities if it's as booked, but I think it's because the Rams are playing, but it's like, okay, cool. Enjoy your like blue icings for a team you didn't know existed until like last week. Right, exactly. It's all bandwagon. The other version is it's a one-year-old who cares, but for the mom, it matters. And I said I would do it. And normally I'll just be like, "Um, JK, I'm not, but it's my best friend. Can you get any fun cat candles to put on? No. The kid doesn't know how to blow. She's going to get one candle. Nothing will have mattered. And unfortunately, she wanted chocolate in the cake, so I can't have any. I mean, you can... Is it the whole thing chocolate? I'm going to have some. No, it's vanilla. Yeah. All right, go ahead. What's your bottom? My my bottom is that we've gotten so used to getting free shipping if you spend X amount that I was so insulted, offended, when I went to buy a limited edition sweatsuit from a member of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I had to pay for FedEx shipping on it. A weird, uh, a cottage industry sham business set up by a random woman wasn't set up for like expedited shipping. <laughs> she sells diamonds. Like no. she had a real business, but also now in addition to her diamonds, you can buy like a shirt with her name on it or whatever. And I bought a sweatsuit with her quotes Yeah, that it. It costs her more to ship that sweatsuit than to make it. Yeah, and, and she's making me foot the bill for shipping. Here's the thing. I mean, any company that is huge should be like thankful that you're like Amazon should provide free shipping. Yeah. Just so you yeah. like don't pay attention while they wreck the planet and people. All right. 